Welcome to Happiness and Inside Job. This is episode 30, Agency, A Blessing and a Curse, and I'm your host, Connie Atkinson. Happiness and Inside Job is the go-to resource for Christian parents wanting to effectively communicate with teenage and young adult children utilizing powerful life coaching skills. What if I told you your children don't need to change anything in order for you to have a fulfilling relationship with them? You can change everything about your relationships with others by merely changing the way you think about them. Imagine the power you find when you stop depending on others for change and you create the change. Suddenly, you stop being the victim and you become the hero of your life. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining me again this week on the podcast. This is episode number 30. I can hardly believe it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. And thank you so much for giving me your feedback. I love talking to you about what's going on in your life and working on your mindset with you so that we can really take these principles and apply them in your life. And you can Make the change from being a passive listener to the word to an active applier. So if you've been thinking about this and these messages strike a chord with you, please don't hesitate to call me. Last week's podcast on serving and supporting missionaries really struck a chord with a lot of people because so many of my audience has missionaries either serving or preparing to serve, and we all want to know how we can be the best parents to our children, what we can do to prepare them the best that they can, and also to support them and just show unconditional love to them. Now, many others have reached out to me in a bit of sadness. Some of your children are of missionary age and have chosen not to serve a mission. Other young adults have begun serving missions and for one reason or another, either chose not to finish their mission or had to come home for health reasons. Now, independent of that, I'd like to speak to all of these issues today. So many of us as parents, whether we realize it or not, we have a mental checklist of what our kids are going to do, right? They're going to be born. They're going to cry so we know they're healthy. Somewhere down the road, they're going to crawl. They're going to talk. They're going to start walking. Eventually, these kids will start school, get baptized. The list goes on and on. But we have a mental checklist that we are checking off as they reach certain milestones that we're anticipating for them. As members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, many times our checklists include things like serving a mission, getting married in the temple, staying active in the LDS Church. Now, this next piece of news may not make some of you very happy, but I'm here to tell you this is not a choice we get to make for them. It's not a choice we get to make for anybody other than ourselves. So as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, for those of you who aren't members, we believe in a plan of salvation. Now, this plan of salvation is also sometimes referred to as the great plan of happiness. And essentially, it's God's plan for us. We believe that we existed before we came to this earth. We were born. Birth is the beginning of our earth life, and death is the end of it. We are here on earth to learn how to love, to learn how to use our agency, and to make choices to discern right from wrong. Now, Christ was the only perfect person to have ever lived on this earth, so he gave us a gift. He made an atonement for us. And because of that, we can overcome physical death. 
with the atonement, we will all be resurrected. Because Christ died and was resurrected for us, we will all be resurrected. Christ's atonement also compensates for our sins or our mistakes. And as we turn to him and ask for forgiveness and live the best life that we possibly can, through Christ's atonement, we will receive a remission of those sins and receive a kingdom of glory. Now, so often as I'm talking to you parents, you come to me and say, well, if my child makes this decision, then their eternal exaltation is at stake, their eternal glory. We're talking about eternal consequences here. Now, in no way am I trying to make light of your pain, but when you think the thought, there are eternal consequences at stake here, then we feel desperate. We may feel despair. And what we do is we try to force our children to fit into this square box that we have created for them. We are trying to force them into checking off this list that we have mentally prepared for what their progression should look like. I hate to break it to you, but we don't get to decide that for anybody but ourselves. Our job as parents and and as children of God is to make good choices ourselves, to live a life that we're proud of and to love and accept everyone else for where they are on their journey, to teach with love, but not to force anyone to do anything. Not only do we not have the power to do that, we couldn't do that if we tried. In our desperation as parents to get our kids to check off all these boxes we feel like they should, we forget a key element of the plan of salvation and of this earthly life is to learn how to exercise agency. God gave us agency. He even gave it to our children. I find peace in the faith that I have that God knows what he's doing, that he gave us agency on purpose, and that somehow it's all going to work out. Sometimes as parents, we equate our worth with the actions of our children. Now imagine for a moment, we are all children of God. Do you measure his worth or success as, of, as a parent based on the actions of his children? Now I can't answer that question for you, but I can answer it for myself and I surely don't hold him to that standard. I love him as a perfect example of the kind of parent that I aspire to be. Now it's really important to remember, now we as parents have an important responsibility to these children that we've been entrusted with. We are part of the plan, but we are not their plan. It's God and Christ that are responsible for their salvation. Our responsibility is to love them and to teach them. I also love to observe that God does not withdraw his love based on our behavior. We are always worthy of God's love, independent of how we're acting at the time. Another important observation is that he never withdraws our agency. So I'd like to offer to you parents, is it possible that there's an important lesson that we could learn from God's example to never withdraw agency and to always love? So to parents of young adults who haven't served the full 18 to 24 months of their mission, or to young adults themselves, I would like to point out to you a point that Elder Bednar makes, which is in your mission call, The first point is that you are called to serve. You are called to serve, 
as a missionary of Jesus Christ. And the second part is that it is anticipated that you will serve 18 to 24 months. Now, that doesn't mean that this is a square box they've created that everybody fits into. For some people, it works out that way. And for other people, it doesn't. One option available to you is to beat yourself up and feel like a loser. Another option that I would like to offer to you is to consider Is it possible you served exactly the mission that you were supposed to serve for exactly the amount of time that you were supposed to be there? Now sit and ponder for a second the difference that those two thoughts create inside of you. One drives a feeling of guilt and feeling less than. And when you feel guilty and feel less than, you pick yourself apart and find all the reasons why you weren't good enough. Let me offer to you another option. What if you drop that feeling of guilt and like you're less than because you didn't serve as long as someone else and just accept What if you could honestly believe the thought that God granted you the health to serve for exactly the amount of time that you needed to be there, to reach the exact people that you were sent to that place at that time to reach? When we can honestly accept that we did our best, that we gave it our all, and that Heavenly Father granted us the help that we needed to be there and do exactly what he needed to do, then we can feel content. We can then allow ourselves the freedom to find evidence for all the reasons we were exactly the missionary we needed to be. Now, I would also group mental health into that category of health. I invite you to consider for a moment, what if you are enough? What if you did exactly what you were supposed to do? Now, there are also parents who have children who've decided not to serve missions, and they feel terrible about it. They're telling themselves stories like, if I were a better parent, my child would have chosen to serve a mission. Now, there are some kids that believe their religion, live their religion, and love it, and choose not to serve a mission. And there are others that have decided that their childhood faith is not for them. In either case, Stop making it about you. This is about them. They get to exercise their agency and you get to exercise yours. We tell ourselves the story that they're missing out on blessings or opportunities. But the plan of salvation is not a checklist. This is a plan of progression where we become closer to Christ as our will more closely aligns with his will. And our journey is a very personal one, and it's between ourselves and God and no one else. Did you know that Howard W. Hunter didn't serve a full-time mission and instead stayed home and played in a band? Is it possible that he was doing exactly what he needed to do for his progression to prepare him to be the prophet of the church? And is it also possible that we and our children are doing exactly what we are supposed to be doing in order to prepare us for our specific journey and our specific mission? Now, I coach parents of many different faiths, and one common thread, when parents are very strong in a faith, they teach their religion to their children, and they live their religion, and they very actively participate in this religion— And then their children use their agency to make other choices, whether they associate themselves with a different religion or no religion at all. This use of agency often causes very painful thoughts in the minds of the parents. Now let's think about that for a minute. A parent's thought is often, my child's eternal progression is at stake. Or maybe 
My child isn't saved anymore. Some take it so far as to say their child is dead to them and they cut off all contact with them. This may seem really extreme, but it happens as parents try to force kids to do what they feel is right. Now let's look at this for a second in the framework of the model because that is where real change can take place. So let's say, for example, a child leaves the framework of their childhood church. That's a circumstance. It's completely neutral until you as a parent have a thought about it. Your thought might be, I should have been a better parent. If I would have been a parent, better parent, they wouldn't have left the church, right? If you have a thought like that, your feeling is going to be one of failure or despair. You may take actions like forcing a child to read the scriptures or forcing a child to attend a formal church. You may cling to your checklist and maybe even force them to go on a mission. What this does is breaks down relationships. And when our thought is, I should be a better parent, our result is we're not the kind of parents that we're proud of. Now, looking to God's example, we know that he never withdraws his love and he never takes away our agency. And then let's look again at this circumstance that a child has left a church. Now, what if we choose a different thought that's less painful for us and one that helps us show up in a way that we're proud of? We know that this earth life wasn't meant to be rainbows and daisies. This was meant to be an opportunity for us to progress and an opportunity for us to learn how to use our agency. Now, we also all have trials. We know that that's part of life, and it's those trials that help bring us closer to God. What if you could honestly believe for a moment that your child is having exactly the experience that they need to have to draw them closer to God? When you honestly believe this, instead of feeling anxiety about the choices that they're making, you feel peace because you know in the end they're having exactly the experience they need to draw them closer to God. Sit back and really consider for a minute how different anxiety and despair feel versus peace and unconditional love. Do you know that the only thing stopping you from feeling peace and unconditional love is just your thought about your child? Some of the things that really help me and a lot of my clients are thoughts like, my child is having exactly the experience that they need. What if your child isn't supposed to have a job right now? What if your child isn't supposed to be going to church right now? What if your child is supposed to be flunking school right now? What truly incredible person do you know that has never had a trial? It's often those biggest trials that truly humble us. They really show us what we're made of and what we're capable of, and they truly put us in a position where we can reach out and help someone else. One of my most empowering thoughts is, what if I'm the perfect mom for this child? Now, that thought is in no way a statement of my perfection. I am far from perfect. Instead, it empowers my brain to really dig for evidence on what I am doing that is exactly what that child needs. When I honestly believe I am the perfect mother for Emily, I get to feel unconditional love. I get to love her. I get to teach her. And I get to hold her accountable. When there are consequences for her actions, I get to love her as she experiences the consequences, good or bad, from her actions. If she studies really hard for her test, then I get to rejoice with her as she celebrates her good grade. If she chooses not to study and she flunks the test, I can cry with her. In either case, it takes the anger out of it. I get to love her no matter what. 
One of my favorite intentional thoughts is I love you and there's absolutely nothing you can do to change that. So let's say, for example, the circumstance is there's a young adult who's doing drugs. We can still choose the thought, I love you no matter what. We get to feel love. And the actions we take are to call the drug dogs in and let the police do their job. There is a law of justice and a law of mercy. And we can allow the law of justice to do its job in a very loving and kind and respectful way. Now, nobody actually wants to be in a contentious home where everybody is screaming and yelling. Do you know that you don't have to have perfect children to not have a contentious home? Nothing about your children's actions needs to change in order for you to choose a different thought. I love you no matter what. I can choose unconditional love And when you flunk the seventh grade, I can love you as you repeat that grade and do it again. I don't have to belittle and yell and scream because guess what, folks? It doesn't work. Agency is part of the plan. It has been from the beginning. It's a blessing and a curse. And guess what? Our kids have no more power to make us stop yelling than we do to make them come home on time. What we do have control over is our agency and how we exercise it. And therein lies our power, my friends. Our power comes not by controlling other people, not by forcing them to do certain things that we think they should do. Our power lies as we accept people for who they are, where they are in this journey of life. We choose thoughts that create feelings that we like to feel, that drive actions that we're proud of and create the results that we are happy to claim as our own. Now remember, our brains are really smart and we will find evidence to prove whatever our thought is. And whatever our thoughts are, they become our reality. So if your thought is, I am an absolute loser as a parent, that is going to be your reality. And if you don't want that, your power comes in changing your thought. Choose a thought that serves you. I am the perfect mother for this child. I am exactly the mother this child needs. Of all the parents God had to choose from, he chose me for this kid. Why did he do that? Another favorite intentional thought about myself is I'm a work in progress and I am progressing. It is not about being perfect today. It is about being better today than I was yesterday. I encourage you to take a minute and write down some of your favorite thoughts about yourself. What thoughts really drive you to be your best self? What thoughts really create a feeling of compassion and unconditional love for everyone around you? Instead of judging where other people are on their journey, what if you just love them exactly where they are, knowing this is exactly where they're supposed to be? Until next week, please remember that your kids' choices are exactly that. They're their choices, part of their journey, and they're completely neutral until you have a thought about them. If the thoughts you are having are creating feelings that you don't enjoy feeling or driving actions that you don't enjoy calling your own, please don't hesitate to call me. Remember, you have complete agency over your actions, and together we can help you find the perfect mindset for your life. Remember, if you enjoyed this podcast, the biggest compliment you could give me is to leave me a rating and review and share it with your friends.